Louise McSharry on 2FM. Well, my friends, it is that time on a Sunday where we look at the biggest pop cultural moments of the week. And joining me this week is the fountain of pop knowledge and wisdom that is Esther Umar Donahue. I keep introducing you, Esther, as host of the 80% podcast, but you've got so many things going on and I feel like there's more. <laughs> like, I, uh, there's a better way. There is a better, the, there is the better way. And we'll just say, we'll say writer and podcaster. She's booked and blessed. She's producing. She's writing. She's twirling. She's dancing. She's kicking. She's here. I'm just so happy for Thank all you. of those Thank things. Thank you. Um, so we've got loads to talk about. So let's get stuck in. We're going to start with Rihanna. Mm-hmm. So Rihanna, we've been waiting for the album. Yeah. I think I think it's never coming. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't matter because she's a billionaire. Doesn't matter. She last released an album in twenty sixteen with Auntie, but she has been booked and blessed and she's been busy cranking out <laughs> the fancy pants and the face pastes. And because of all her extracurricular activities, she's now a billionaire. She's worth one point seven billion, according to Forbes, um, making her the wealthiest female musician in the world, with an estimated one point four billion coming from the value of Fenty Beauty, which she owns fifty percent of. Yeah. Which is extraordinary. And I bet Rihanna does a big M&S shop, doesn't even look at the prices, just throws it all in. She's like, whatever, I can afford it. I can afford it. Um, And so it's really incredible. And the rest of her, much of her fortune comes from her stake in the lingerie company, Savage by Fenty, which is worth an estimated 270 million. Yeah, yeah, she's doing well. And and She's doing well. The great thing about those companies is that they really came out from the get-go and they were like, so what's here is not good enough. Like, you know, with Fenty Beauty, she came out with the Pro Filter Foundation and immediately was like 40 shades. Shades for everyone. With Savage by Fenty, she's like, we're going to use all kinds of bodies uh, you know yeah. all the all, all the different types of bodies you could possibly think of are going to be featured like it's really been yeah. kind of groundbreaking like if you look if if you want to leverage in like uh, inclusivity as a concept of you know way of making money it's working because oh. her 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 um her foundation according to this report is now available in 50 shades but i know that was really different at the yeah. time and you're obviously the beauty expert but like yeah, when you think about it, like there was like five shades of beige in most, um, yeah, you know, chemists or whatever for for so long, uh, it kind of reflects the reality of the world. Well, no, it's, yeah. you know, it's a multicolored, multicultural world. So yeah, she's done very well. And in fact, it's interesting. The she, she um, it launched in twenty seventeen. It was a joint venture with French luxury goods conglomerate LVMH, which is run by Berno Orno. Bernard, that's French, so okay, I can't pronounce I'm not French. It's okay. So. Bernard, oh no. <laughs> uh, he is now the world's richest person, according to, he's overtaken Jeff Bezos. He's a, uh, he's a net worth of 198 billion. I'll give some of that away now. Excuse me. No one so, needs that much. Yeah. And like, anyway, so Fe- Rihanna's done ex- incredibly well. Yeah. Uh, we can see that she's, I think Beyonce has an even bigger Instagram following than Rihanna. So she's got her line with Adidas. And I think with Kanye's line with Adidas, he made. Uh, the bulk of his current fortune at the moment so I think that's the way they're going like bands yeah. make their money from the merch and that's yeah. what's happening with these well I have to say Fenty Beauty I I the products are so good like mm. they really are every I, I haven't tried a disappointing product from Fenty Beauty in like since in a very long time um, okay uh, now let's move on to someone else who's kind of pivoting into a new role uh, that is Paris Hilton Paris Hilton has a new cooking show on Netflix Cooking with Paris your facial expression tells me that you don't rate it I don't un- okay watch for research purposes I watched an episode last night and you know it's fine but I don't know what's going on with her personal brand because last year she was trying to you know she's like I'm the accent is this is a character I play and fair enough that's fine okay she's the, she's you know performing whatever a character but I'm a businesswoman and I do all these things she's DJing and she's doing like multiple things all the time absolutely fine I appreciate it. But she, you know, last year she kind of was pivoting into 
kind of the Kim Kardashian territory of like she wanted the credibility. She was mm. campaigning against a school that she uh, had suffered abuse, at, you know, in her teens. She was sent, sent away. And it seems she was kind of changing. She was kind of dropping the Paris Hilton character and she was kind of stepping into her womanhood and she was kind of coming into a different face. And then she's kind of just tipped it all over. I don't understand the strategy behind it. Yeah. And I don't understand to do, to tip all that over for this product, Cooking with Paris, which is... I have a little clip so people okay. can get a flavor. Okay. A flavor. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with Lucky Charms. So I wanted to make my own cute marshmallows to top our French toast. Okay. How to shape sliving blue marshmallows. The key is cute cookie cutters. You want to wear gloves because yes. I have a lot of blue yes. food dye. Sliving plastic gloves. <laughs> so we don't dye do you our do fingers. Do you do it over your lace gloves? Yes. These are my like sliving cooking gloves. I just do everything in them. I love my gloves. Yeah, because like the voice is very much there. The Paris the voice Hilton is there. baby voice. Let me just clarify first of all, if you're wondering what sliving is, it's slaying and living. Oh, <laughs> She's I was living. Wondering. Thank you. I'm here with all the, the facts. Oh, everything <laughs> you need to know, adjusting my glasses and my tie. Um, But she, when she's talking to Kim Kardashian is there, just, I don't know if, Paris herself is a billionaire but she's certainly a hundred millionaire and Kim Kardashian's a billionaire so she was talking to Kim and they've known each other a long time long time friends she drops her at her the, the put on voice and she kind of goes deeper into her natural voice when they're cooking and stuff but I don't know I mean and also I think is her audience has obviously grown up so do they still want to see her make marshmallows and maybe they do and Maybe if they, they do, do, that's great. But I don't understand it. It was fine. Well, she has another reality series coming because, you know, she's engaged. She's been engaged loads of times, but she's engaged. Yes. And I think she's, I, I read an interview with her last weekend. She's having IVF. Is she pregnant? She's certainly trying to get pregnant. And she has signed to do a new reality series, which she says is more like a docu-series than a reality show. Apparently that's how she convinced her fiancé to do it. Okay. So okay. it looks like we're experiencing yeah, more of... A new era of Paris, yeah. more of the same potentially, but uh -huh. more. Certainly more. more. <laughs> Certainly more. Anyway, it's a six episode series. It's got Kim Kardashian, Kathy Hilton, iconic. We love Kathy oh, Hilton. Kathy. Thank you. Legend. Uh, legend. And Demi Lovato and lots of other famous people. And she's okay. making food. And that's great. Fair play. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about Matt Damon because Matt Damon got himself in a bit of hot water. Yes. Well, last April in Ireland, we all loved Matt Damon because he was spotted on the mean streets of Dorky. It's very seed, the seedy underbelly of the city. Coming <laughs> back from a swim with a super value bag in his hand was the bag full of organic hummus and 80% dark chocolate for post-swim energy. We don't know. We'll <laughs> never know. But it's kind of tipped over a little bit. But I don't know if it was much ado about nothing, but he got into a bit of a media knicker twist last weekend over an article published in the Sunday Times in the UK. And in the article, he said that his daughter had written him a very long, beautiful treatise. Is that how you pronounce the word? Anyway, mm -hmm. on how he basically that the the f word is dangerous and it's a slur. Not the f word. No, the sorry, the f the f word. The f slur for homosexual for yeah. homosexual. Yeah, for uh, gay people. And in a joke, and he said the actor has now retired the word. Um, and then he he received a huge amount of backlash because. Uh, people were saying, you've only realised and understood that this is a word that shouldn't be said in recent months. And then he issued a statement and said, no, he never personally used this uh, this slur. But um, he was, I think he was impressed by his daughter kind of coming at him with this reasoned uh, and uh, this reasoned uh, discussion with her. Um, and uh, he yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Because I think the point he was trying to make is how cool is it that my daughter like yes. you know, took the initiative and was like, I'm going to explain to you why this is not OK. Yeah. But 
then people were like, hang on a second, why did she need to explain to you that it was not okay? And he's like, no, no, I didn't think it was yeah, okay. I think it was just a general discussion. So he was saying, oh, in my day, you know, yeah. when he grew up in the streets of Boston, that was a word that was used. And now yeah. he never personally used it, but he... It, it, he thought it was interesting that she was able to, from her generation, explain yeah. that, you know, the he understood it's a, it's not a nice word, but I think he just thought it was part of the, the, the language they used growing up. And so it just kind of showed where they were coming from different yeah. places. And he, and he thought it was admirable. I heard, I, I was truly taken aback and like upset because recently I was on the playground with my kids and there were some older kids there, like, um, I don't know, 11, 12. And I heard one of them use that word it was it was a group of girls mm. and one of them called her friend that word as an insult like oh shut up you mm. and I was like genuinely kind of like <gasps> like I hadn't heard it and I know when I was a kid it was very common and it was upsetting to me at the time but I really thought we'd move beyond it but mm-hmm. it seems like people are still using it in a kind of casual like not even in the context that it's kind of was originally intended yeah. and like it just needs to be deleted from it's, it's such there's the like conversation there's, it really is there's like there's such venom behind it yeah, it's such a forceful it feels like a angry word. word it yeah. is yeah it's a violent word um, I mean I didn't hear that they were grown up but it was you know gay was used as a slur yeah. like it was a put down um, which obviously is not is absolutely not appropriate and not acceptable. Um, but uh, so anyway, that's Matt Damon. So I think he sort of explained himself um out of the situation. But you know, people can be, you know, uh, it's sensitive. It's it's sensitive, yeah. And it's and it's suppose it's good to kind of, kind of clarify things and again start a conversation. Or that's some people it. people will think about oh I use that word I shouldn't like it's it's awful and yeah, it's, well, someone I, well, feel terrible. God, I hope nobody who's listening uses that word because no. that's one for the absolute bin. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we've got lots more to talk about. Lily Allen is an actress now. Uh, Jennifer Aniston eats a single crisp to de-stress, and Meghan Markle celebrated her 40th birthday. So stick around because we'll be back with Esther and Moore Donahue after this. Louise McSherry on Two FM. Well, uh, it is just a joy for me to have Esther and Moore Donahue in the studio talking us through the pop cultural stories of the week and we've got lots to fly through Esther Lily Allen is an actress now she, like like Rihanna she hasn't released an album since a little bit later since 2018 uh, and since then she's gotten sober she celebrated two years of sobriety recently last month and she's gotten married again to the actor David Harbour and now she has reinvented herself or is just exploring a different creative aspect as an actor and she's starring in two, uh, 222 A Ghost Story in the Noel Coward Theatre in the West End in London and it follows a character uh, who believes her new home is haunted but her husband uh, remains sceptical and they argue with their first dinner guests and and they decide to stay awake until 2.22am to discover the truth so she's an actor now so that's, that, that's what she's doing um, and you know she's she grew up like I think her mother was a producer famous producer very successful producer her father Keith Allen is kind of notorious he's an actor but also kind of had this sort of boorish laddish uh, presence in the media and so she's kind of grown up around actors her stepfather was Harry Enfield for a time when her mother married Harry Enfield since divorced um, so she's been around and this. her brother of course oh yeah and her brother yeah he's in Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones and yeah. various other bits. stuff yeah. oh, other stuff yeah um, so she's she's trying acting now she's like Natalie, Natalie Cassidy I'm doing this now <laughs> so she's doing acting now so yeah I'm happy for her I really only want the best for Lily Allen yes. I feel quite I don't know I feel like, like a, you know sometimes there's celebs that you just feel a kind of a kinship with <laughs> her a connection friends. to yeah. it's not even that I feel quite protective of her uh-huh. for some reason so I hope she does well I don't feel overly protective of Jennifer Aniston, I have to say, and she's had a big week. Oh, she's had quite the big week now, yes. She's been talking about crisps and anti-vaccination, anti-vaxxers and vaccinations. What a combo. What a combo. Um, Find a woman who can do both. So 
she had an interview uh, in um, in style, wasn't it? In, it was in style. I've lost my my running here. Uh, she had an interview in in style. Anyway, she talked about um, lots of different things, but also she was asked, "What do you do? Uh, what do you eat if you're stressed?" And she replied, "A chip, crunch, crunch, crunch." And the interview and a chip, of course, in American oh, it was language, a crisp, a crisp. Yeah, yeah, crisp. Uh, so Laura Brown's just one chip, and she said, "Usually, I'm good at that. I can have one M M&M, and M, one chip. I know that's so annoying." Yes, one single chip. What is it's sick and wrong? It's sick and wrong. It's evil, and I want no part of it. No, she, have none. Have none. One, no, 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 <laughs> no. No right-minded person eats a single crisp. Maybe she's trolling us. Perhaps she is, Maybe she but is. if she is only eating one crisp, that is the level of discipline I will never attain and good for her. But so we were all like one chip. I don't believe it. But what we do believe is that she is, she's pro-vax. She's been vaccinated. Um, and in the interview, she mentioned she, there's a large group of people who are still anti-vaxxers or who just don't listen to the facts. It's a real shame. I've just lost a few people in my weekly routine who have refused or did not disclose whether or not they've been vaccinated. And it was unfortunate. I feel it's your moral and professional obligation to inform. And then, you know, of course, people had opinions about that. And in response to uh, what her her interview, she, someone said on, on Instagram, said, but if she's vaccinated, she's protected, correct? Why be worried about unvaxxed people around her? And then Jennifer came back and said, because if you have the variant, you are still able to give it to me. I may get, may get slightly sick, but I will not be admitted to hospital or die. But I can give it to someone else who does not have the exactly. vaccine and whose health is compromised. So, you know, think of other people. Don't just think yourself. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. See, I can forgive her for the crisp. So thumbs down for for the crisp, thumbs up for the Provax message. Um, Now, let's talk about Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle turned 40 this week and she launched a 40 by 40 campaign. I actually love this. Yeah, she did not spend it at the ESPN club. What is it? What's that line from Jay-Z? I'm trying to quote Jay-Z. At the 4040 Club ESPN on the screen. It's a Jay-Z. Thank you. Thank wow, you. Wow, thank dab, you for dab. that magic moment. Thank you so much I for really that. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, so she didn't do that. So <laughs> instead, she celebrated her 40th birthday by launching, as you said, the 40 by 40 campaign. And the aim is to have 40 of her famous friends donate 40 minutes of their time to mentor and support women in the workforce. And included on that list are Prince Harry's cousin, Princess Eugenie, uh, as well as Hillary Clinton, actress Sarah Paulson, Adele, Amanda Gorman, Gloria Steinem, Stella McCarthy and Tracy Ellis Ross. But imagine, I mean, this is cruel. Maybe this is a bit cruel. But imagine if you were like, you're going to get mentored. Who did I get? Who did I get? Princess Eugenie. I know. I was thinking that. Like, what me. is she? What's her? What does Give she do? Some... Does she do work? I think she used to work in an art gallery. I'm sure she, I think she in the public purse, maybe she does charitable things and she gets paid by, um, this is a breaking story. Louise I'm is Googling. just Googling. Sorry, I'm Googling. Uh, She's juggling. I just, yeah. I, I mean, she must do something. I don't I don't feel like Megan would have had her included if she didn't have something to no. offer. She, yes, with a passion for art. This is from SCMP Where did I website. pull that from the back of my mind? I know Beatrice's that. younger sister, Princess Eugenie, also moved to New York in 2013 to work for online auction house Paddle 8 in the role of benefit auctions manager. In 2015, she moved back to London to work for art gallery Hauser and Worth as associate director, getting promoted to director in 2017. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's art. Okay. Fair play. Oh, fair, fair, fair I mean, look, the connections. But honestly, 40 minutes with someone like that could be a real game changer because if they took a shine to you they might give you a little recommendation or you know talk to an owl pal give you an internship you never know you never know I don't think it's going to be just like 40 uninterested minutes on Zoom They're yeah they'll they'll, they'll hook you up yeah. so I think if you got in one of those slots it would be incredible of course you'll be shocked to learn that the uh, commenters on the Daily Mail were enraged by this I know it's so funny how do they spin it into a negative thing oh everything's about her she has to make everything about her it's like it's literally her birthday and like what are you talking yeah, about this yeah. is a, like that is your day there these 
they're not yeah, right, these no. people. They're not well. Now, before I let you go, I want to talk about Dr. Dre's daughter because I find this fascinating. Yes, uh, Dr. Dre's uh, daughter, Latanya, explained that although her father is worth 800 million, uh, that she lives in a rented car and her kids are currently staying with friends. Uh, and she was quoted as saying, his lawyer said that my dad doesn't want to help me because I've spoken about him in the press. Um, so her dad is obviously a huge music industry titan and he's made a lot of money from the Beats Beats headphones. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Latanya Young works for DoorDash and Uber Eats. And I mean, they haven't, he split from Latanya's mother, uh, Dr. Dre split from Latanya's mother, Lisa Johnson, when she was five years old. So it's been sort of a distant relationship. But now he's, he's, he's cut her off. And I, but you see, you don't know. I mean, who knows? Yeah, you don't the know the maybe, maybe cutting her off is helping her. You know, um, maybe. There, there's there's other issues at play there but that's the situation so but when we see that big headline the juxtaposition between his huge personal wealth still not as wealthy as Rihanna mm. um, and uh, the fact that his daughter is you know working uh, part time in the gig economy and living in her car and her, her kids aren't living with her moment um, of course that's going to be eye catching but maybe he's he's doing it to help her long term yeah, who knows exactly don't know. you don't know like there are cases where some kind of tough love is actually appropriate mm-hmm. um, and we don't know if that's the situation but yeah it's always Always interesting to hear about that. And, and like, I mean, it is sad because even you say like, oh, you know, he's not with her mother, hasn't been with her mother for a long time. The relationship has been distant. Like that in itself is sad. Like, yeah, you know, he's still her father. Yeah. And but and it's it's tricky, though. You know, she's like she said, I'm damned if I do and I damned if I don't in terms of talking about him, because it's like I'm sure she's living a great life and doing great things and her kids are her legacy and everything. But the, the what people are going to remember about Latanya Young is that her father is Dr. Dre. So people are going to ask. And I suppose maybe she gets caught off guard and people if people want to find that information, they could have tricked you and you don't realise you're being quoted and maybe she gets it gets in the press and then he's obviously trying to control his image yeah. because he's got a whole... There's a lot of things going on. Yeah. It's obviously not easy to have such a successful sibling or parent or family member and then you're really like living an absolutely, completely diametrically opposed life. Like you're just... Yeah, it'd be really hard. It's really hard to get yeah. your head around. Yeah. Well, Esther, thank you so much for taking us through those stories. I so appreciate it. Thank you um, for having Esther me. Esther Omar Donahue, writer, podcaster, <laughs> extraordinary. <laughs> yes, yes. We will talk to you soon. Thanks, man. Louise McSherry on 2FM.